0: You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trellowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trellowitz. And welcome back to episode number 27 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. As always, we are the home of all things spooky here on CKCC Radio. I hope that you had a wonderful Christmas season, no matter what you celebrate, whether it be uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, any other great holidays for the different religions. I hope that you had a wonderful time and that your entire family stayed safe during this pandemic. What we're going to talk about is slightly on topic, because the first story I want to address is from a Christmas Eve from years ago that has now resulted in a haunting in a building that is no longer even in existence. That's how spooky things can get. We're going to start with a little bit of background first. We're talking about 1913 in Calumet, Michigan. Uh, It was in the middle of the uh, Calumet, for those that do not know, is a uh, mining town at the time. It was very busy. Uh, a lot of copper was being mined at the time. Uh, and again, it was copper mining was the number one uh, business at the time. And unfortunately, there was some conflict between the workers and management, which led to a strike. And in December, they decided they were going to still have the, uh, they were going to have a holiday party, even for the striking workers at a theater, the Calumet Theater. Unfortunately, somebody decided to yell fire in the middle of this. Now, unfortunately, we don't know who did it. Uh, We do know what wound up happening was a mass stampede of people trying to get to the doors for their own safety, which resulted in, unfortunately, lots of people getting trampled. Uh, It was unfortunately on the second floor. There was only one door uh, and there wasn't actually a fire. So people panicked and rushed to the stairs. In the ensuing melee, 73 people, including 59 children, were killed. To date, there has been much debate about who actually cried fire and why. It is conjectured by some historians that it was actually an anti-union ally who was trying to disrupt the party. We don't know. Uh, Unfortunately, like I said, 73 people, including 59 children, were lost in the stampede. As if that wasn't enough, other people have died in that spot as well, including the Uh, one of the actors who used to perform there. So there are a lot of different stories that have come out there in Calumet. Um, It is spooky. You know, again, the sounds of screaming can be heard. uh, The sound of footsteps can be heard. There are a lot of different paranormal things that happen in that space. Like I said, unfortunately, the building is no longer standing. Uh, They did save the archway, which was the entranceway to the building, which is now a uh, memorial for all the people that did die in that stampede. So, again, it's very tragic, especially when you consider how many of them were children. Fifty-nine children died on Christmas Eve because somebody yelled fire in a uh, very crowded space. And that's just, you know, it's things like that that, you know, I really wish we had answers to why and who so that people could pay for what they did, unfortunately, because... Again, no one knows who did it, so unfortunately, the person who was responsible for that got away with it. So it is very sad, it is very tragic, and it will unfortunately go down as an unsolved mystery. I also wanted to read to you a couple different stories that I found online about hauntings at Christmas, because again, it's uh, with it just being two days past Christmas, I thought that would be an appropriate episode. Uh, The island of Alcatraz off the coast of San Francisco has a long and spooky history. In its earlier days, Native Americans allegedly used to banish miscreants to the island as punishment, where they were reportedly plagued by the local spirits. Alcatraz, of course, became a notorious federal prison in 1934, housing criminals such as Al Capone before it was shut down in 1963. Today, visitors to the island report hearing screams, the clanging of metal doors, and the sound of voices within the walls. One of the most famous tales associated with the island supposedly occurred in the 1940s when warden James Johnston held a Christmas Day party at his residence for the staff at the prison. The good cheers had been brought to a swift halt when an apparition sporting mutton chop, whiskers, and a great gray suit appeared. The temperature in the room plummeted and the fire blew out before returning to normal when the spirit disappeared a minute later. The rattle guards were too scared to stay in the residence, and the rest of the Christmas celebration ended pretty abruptly right after that. And quite honestly, I cannot say I blame them. Another place that is notoriously haunted is the Crescent The Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which was built in 1886, and is rumored to harbor numerous ghosts who seem to be especially playful during the holidays. One Christmas, the staff came down to set up the dining room, only to find that the Christmas tree had been moved from one side to the other. Another year, all the menus in the dining room had been scattered around the room. Other visitors have reported seeing groups of ghostly dancers clad in Victoria-era clothing whirling around the deserted dance floor as if a party was going on. In the early 17th century, a young woman named Anne was to be married on Christmas Day at Bramshill Hill House in Hampshire, England. After the ceremony and feast, as was the tradition at the time, the guests were all set to carry the bride to the bedchamber. Anne suggested a game be played first, and asked for a five-minute head start before the guests came to find her. Everyone searched long and hard for Anne, but no sign of her could be found. At first they thought she had played a merry trick, but soon a sense of unease fell over the guests. The bridegroom, Lord Lovell, was distraught, and guests began to whisper that she must have fled. Days, weeks, months, years passed, and Lord Lovell never stopped looking for his bride. One day, some 50 years after her disappearance, Lord Lavelle was up in the attic of the sprawling mansion when he began tapping on the oak paneling. As he knocked, a long hidden secret door sprung out and inside he found an ornate wooden chest. He pried open the heavy wooden lid and there, still in her wedding dress, clutching her mistletoe bouquet was the skeletal remains of his beloved. The scratch marks on the inside of the lid attested to her desperate but futile effort to free yourself from the hiding space. I mean, that's just tragic. While the story appears in many variations, the Bramshill Hill House is thought to be the most likely site uh, and I'm going to give you one more one Christmas Eve near the eighteenth century during the close of the eighteenth century. A notorious highwayman named Gilbert is said to have stopped a coach and horses on the Hawkehurst Road in Marsden, Kent, which I believe is also in England. The coach contained a young lady and her father, and Gilbert ordered them onto the road just as the girl stepped out. The horses bolted, taking the coach and her father with them. The young lady was left on the dark road with the, highway and, the highwayman, and as she looked into his face, she recognized him as the very same highwayman who had murdered her brother some years earlier. Horrified, she drew a knife from her bag and stabbed Gilbert in the side, fleeing in the bushes. While the horses were calm and the coach returned a little while later, the men discovered the bloody body of the highwayman and buried him on the side of the road. When villagers found the woman in the forest the next day, she had gone completely mad. They avoided that spot in the road for many years, and they said that every Christmas Eve, the bloody scene is silently repeated to all of those that pass through. <laughs> Spooky. All right, so we're going to actually have a pretty quick episode. Um,. I want to thank you for joining me for this episode of Real Paranormal Talk, the holiday edition. I hope you enjoyed the stories that I told. I'm going to have a couple special episodes this week before the end of the year where I'm going to recap both my podcast, Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks, where I'm going to talk about some of my favorite episodes. It's a good way to get started as we go to 2021. In the meantime, I do want to thank you all for listening. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season, and that you continue to be safe, so that uh, we can connect in the future. Also, join my Facebook group. It's called Real. Uh, it's called Paranormal Discussions. It has grown in uh, leaps and bounds over the last couple of weeks again, and I want to keep those numbers rising. So, if you are a listener of this podcast. Look up Paranormal Discussions on Facebook as well. In the meantime, thank you all for listening, and have a good one, everybody.